Welcome back to Five Years, Five Lessons, Five Clients. In this podcast series, I am bringing together some of my all-time favorite clients to help me share and discuss some of the all-time biggest lessons I have learned in the last five years in my business. We have already dropped three episodes so far with Lynette, Melissa, and Crystal. So if you haven't listened to those yet, go ahead and check those out. And now we are going to go ahead and talk about launches with Amy. Now, if you know my business, if you're familiar with it at all, you know that launches has really been pivotal and transformational. They are not something that I will ever let go of. I turned my programs evergreen a long time ago. I have had funnels and ads running for years and I'm still going to keep going with launches no matter what, because I just believe in them so much to get big results and build your community. Now, my client Amy is an absolute rock star and she had a million dollar launch while we worked together. She also recently had an 800K launch. She's inside of my inner circle. I always joke that she's going to be the queen of Belgium one day. She's gonna buy Belgium. She is just an absolute rock star when it comes to launches. You know, this is something that I'm just so always impressed, I think, when we go into a launch together. She started out in my Bali Mastermind program, which is now called the Millionaire Mastermind, and now she is inside of my Inner Circle program. So I really wanted her to come on because I think that her mindset is just absolutely next level. Like I said, Queen of Belgium absolutely kills it when it comes to launches, but I think also Amy is just proof that really, really fast growth can come really quickly through a launch. When we started working together in January, 2020, I think she was making around 30,000 euros a month and she just celebrated a 450K cash month I believe in March or April, and that was off the back of an 800K launch. So she's now had a million dollar launch and an 800K launch. And in this episode, she is going to tell us exactly how she did that. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire, Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. Alrighty, everyone. I am so excited to be here today with my friend and client, Amy Vandepoot. She lives in Belgium. She is the coolest chick I know, and I know a lot of cool chicks. She has a insanely, wonderfully successful business, and she helps so many people just start and scale their dream businesses. And I'm convinced that she will be the queen of Belgium one day. So Amy, please say hi, and thanks for being here. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and also a little bit terrified to be interviewed by you, but looking forward to it. Am I scary? Well, you're just really good at your podcast and I feel like I'm going to be rambling. So yeah, I'm going to try not to ramble. That's okay. Whenever I have Paul on, I always ramble. So we should have had tequila shots with this instead of coffees and matcha lattes, but next time. Yeah, we should do that at night. You know, actually, I remember listening to your podcast when I was on the verge of buying my house, which I bought Mm -hmm. after a launch last summer. And I remember being on my bike, which was also a one-time occurrence and listening to your podcast and just thinking like, I've been listening to you for such a long time. I've been getting coached by you and still your podcast is so amazing. So I'm actually very grateful to be here. I love that. Thank you. Okay. So what I wanted to do in this 
podcast series is talk about the lessons I've learned in my five years in business. And I didn't just want to talk about it from my experience, but talk about it from the experience of also the clients I've worked with, because I think it's so great to get your own results, but I think it's even better to see the ripple effect and to see other people co-create results with you as well. So for me, when, you know, I really started getting into launching, which is what we're going to be talking about today, I immediately saw my business change overnight. So I think maybe with that, just tell us a little bit about your business and what it looked like before and after we started working together, but also before and after launches. Yeah. So I got bitter at launching as I was selling my own masterminds. And I first had like four clients in my first mastermind. And then I had nine clients and I had this whole very complicated process in an Excel sheet where I was just keeping track of everyone. And there was like 17 clients. And then I hit 30 clients, which was kind of the maximum for my masterminds. And I did all of that through like intakes and conversations. And there was so much work in it. And I did everything myself. At that point, my biggest launch had been 120K from my mastermind, which is scalable, but not super scalable. So you're also launching it differently. And then I remember, well, actually buying your launch baby launch course. I remember (laughs) I used to think like, what is launching? Why would anyone sell a course on launching? Because I don't really see the point in it. I don't know. Weirdly enough, I didn't fully get what it would be about. I'm like, you sell stuff, no? But I was actually coming home from a vacation in France And I remember seeing your Instagram stories and you were talking about like how easy it is to launch and how important it is for your business. And I was like, you know what? This chick seems fairly smart. So I'll give this whole launching thing a go, which is kind of just buying your course and focusing more on actually launching a scalable offer was the same timing for me. And I think I watched like one video where you were talking about the launch lifecycle And all of a sudden it just like hit me and I started actually launching. And for me, what it changed is it made it clear that it can be easy, that you can get a lot of cash through launching. It also helped me to create monthly recurring revenue in my business. I don't know if you ask me what it changed. Well, it changed everything. It changed from having 10K, 20K, 30K months to actually going to like 70, 80K months for me. So I don't know if that was an answer. Definitely. I remember my first ever launch was a $6,000 launch for a social media group program. My next launch was a $70,000 launch. And then I had a $500,000 launch. And I think it just goes to show that you can scale really quickly through launches, but also it doesn't take that much time to get really good at them because between the 6K launch and the 500K launch was maybe eight months seven months. It really wasn't that much time in between the two. So for me, going from a 6K launch to a 500K launch, my business basically changed overnight. And I think one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about launches, and I think it's such a great way to kickstart your business. I don't think it's the the only thing you need to do. We both definitely have passive income streams and evergreen funnels and things like that. But I think it's such a great way to get out there and get known because I have so many people who will come to me and they're like, how do I stand out online? How do I get seen? And then I look at their social media and they haven't posted in 18 days. And I'm like, well, that might be step number one. But also I think launches, it's not just about the people who sign up. It's about the leads who start following you and connecting with you and building that know, like, and trust factor with your audience. It's definitely like, as you also say, money flows where it has a purpose. So for me, what happened is actually I was in a situation where I was denied a loan for my house and I wanted to buy my dream house. And 
I was launching at the time and I was like, well, if you're not going to give me the money, I'm going to make it cash. And I actually ended up earning uh, $1.1 million in two months time. Obviously, there was a lead up time to that, but I think I eight times my business in six months because of that launch. And at the time I had one full-time team member, I was living in a tiny apartment. And then all of a sudden I was like, hey, I'm buying this million dollar house, despite like if anyone thinks it's possible or not. And it was just launching doesn't just get you that outcome and that money, but it also gets you that recognition and the authority of being like, hey, despite everything that happens and despite all of the obstacles that other people like other people let a lot of obstacles stop them. But as you're launching and you just have your framework that you follow, you don't really stop. You just follow all of the steps. And I like it because it's like a science. It clicks, it works. And that's what makes it super fulfilling to follow along with and also gets you a lot of money. I definitely agree with that. I think that it can be such a rinse and repeat process, especially if you're following something like the launch life cycle or whatever launch structure you choose to use. But there might be someone who's listening to this and they're like, oh, but that sounds so annoying. Like, I just want to do whatever I want to do. And it's like, okay, but be poor. But also I think (laughs) Amy's laughing, but you kind of have to step out of this desire of, I just want everything to happen however I want it to happen and understand that like you're a business owner and really serves you to have a plan for launching your business, not just because you're going to get results, but also because you can prepare for it, which means it's less stressful and you can have team members support you, which means it's not all on you and you can build wait lists and you can track your leads and everything just becomes so much easier. It sounds sometimes really complicated, but it's not. And I think you, you and I both know that, but I think also when you do start to have some of that basic plan or framework for what your launch is going to look like in the excite, educate and close phases, That also, I think, leaves room for inspiration because I remember you when you had your million dollar launch, I think you started just doing all these live streams at the end and you just went for it. I don't think that they were planned, but you had room for it because everything else was handled. Yeah, it was really great. I was just going live and I was like, you know what? I'll just be answering questions here instead of doing a million sales calls. I was like, I'm going live even from this like camper. Do we say that? Yeah, camper. it's just like in a in a park and my, my kids were running around outside. I was like, I'll go live for a second, guys. I'm just here with my family, but I see so many questions coming in. And it was just sale after sale after sale coming in at the end. What I've really noticed is that, is that by following the launch life cycle, you actually make sure that you keep going until the end. I just closed up a launch where it was like no sales and no sales. And I know that other people would have given up. And I was like, nope, because I see the numbers. I see the people are there. I have my stats. And that's how I know they will convert at the end. At the same time, because you have your stats from previous launches, you can tell if something is going wrong. Like maybe there is a problem with your sales page. Like I just decided after the last launch. So the fun part is because you have all of the statistics and the framework that you get to look at. Okay. So we have a six month life cycle in our business. So we run programs that take six months. So every six months, we're basically doing the same thing. So in my opinion, that gives me the opportunity to 10 time my business every six months, because every time I can just optimize. So I was thinking next time when I'm launching, I'm going to work with these daily reports, really like just telling me everything. And the only thing I'm going to be doing in that launch is just like looking at the stats and being like, hmm, interesting triggers, tipping points. What can we do to increase that? Because for example, correlation is not causation during that million dollar launch. I saw when I go live and my bonuses disappear, sales go up, but I was like, was it because of the bonuses or because I went live? So next time I'll look at 
can I go live and get a lot of sales without a bonus disappearing or the other way around? Because you really don't know what it all is. But I created this side by side of all of my triggers in the different phases of the launch. And now I can just tell like, oh, that worked, that worked. Let's do that again. And let's amp that up and let's not do that other thing. Definitely. And I think what I love about what you said is I think so many people think the only KPI or key performance indicator in a launch is the number of sales, but actually it's so much more than that. It's, you know, how many leads do you have? What's your email open rate? What's your click-through rate? How many people are watching your live streams? How many people are DMing you? Because I've had this happen before where a client will be in a launch and there's a ton of interest, but no one has bought. So they think the launch is a failure and then they scrap the launch. But if they would have just moved into that close phase, which we'll explain what that is in a second, they would have closed those leads, right? Because the idea of the launch lifecycle, which is something I developed a few years ago, is that the ideal launch is going to have three phases. So the excite phase is when you're hyping people up, getting excited. This might be when you're building a wait list. And I think this is really important just to start to build some of that emotional connection with your audience and letting them know that something's coming, but also showing them that you're really invested in what it is. When you move into the educate phase, that's usually where you see people do live stream series or webinars. And that's when you're educating people on what you're selling, but also the problem that you're solving. And I think really selling them on the transformation and the process, not just what's inside the program. And then the last phase of the launch, which I think so many people skip over is the close phase. And that is the last maybe 10% of your launch where you're hitting on objections, you're following up with your warmest leads, you are really playing on urgency. So time is running out or spots are filling up. And that is what I have always found to be where the majority of my sales come from is the close phase. I think some can definitely come from the excite phase if you have a strong wait list. And that's because you've basically already done Excite, Educate, Close through your content marketing or your funnels or something else. So they're already sold and they know that they want to buy. But if someone doesn't have as much of that relationship with you, they really need to go through that life cycle, which is actually, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but it's modeled off of my sales call structure. So like they're all related. So it's how do we structure a sales call or a sales process and then do that for the masses through the launch life cycle. Yeah, exactly. And it's exactly also how I do a webinar, for example. It's just a really short time frame where you go through all of the phases. Yeah, and I think w- what really happens is that people tend to just do different things all the time because they're just looking for the revenue, but they're not looking at the other numbers, and which is fairly normal. Like you, you talk about how you try to be creative and create chaos in cooking. And I drive competitive rallies with my dad. So I can just kind of like do that stuff there. But in your business, you can't really let your mood decide what you're going to be doing. You need to stick to a plan. And that can seem very weird to people because you're like, oh, I became an entrepreneur to just choose how I do my day. Probably after yeah. a few months, you think you actually need structure in your day. The same is true for your uh, launch. Yeah. And I think something that can help frame that idea is the plan is there to support you and protect you and help you get more of what you want. And it provides a kind of basic stage that you can go be inspired from. So I know that no matter what, when I go into a launch, my emails are written, I will always add two or three little ones as they come inspired, but I don't need to stress out about, oh my gosh, are the emails written? Are the social posts written? What am I gonna talk about on my live streams? Because that's been decided. And because there's that spaciousness, because there's that structure supporting me, I can really show up and focus on connecting with my audience and making those sales come through. So we kind of glossed over this, but you had a $1.1 million launch. Yes. That's bananas. 
<laughs> yeah, it was pretty bananas. I did not expect it to happen, but I did like, so I literally, the price of my house and the launch, there was a difference of, I think, 5,000 euros at the, like the end total. So it was really crazy how when you really hone in on a goal, you can really get it. Yeah. But for me, what's just been life-changing is, and and I had worked on that from launching my mastermind before that, because the program turned into a course, is just, you know, when the program is scalable, your launch is inherently scalable. So it's just a really fun way to keep going and focusing on other numbers, just in your outcome. Like once you know the outcome is going to be there, you can focus on those other numbers, like the numbers of your wait list, like how you can engage with people. It's just so incredibly powerful. And for me, what was the biggest game changer is I think probably both the excite and the close phase. So excite was a really big game changer for me because actually, as I was working towards that million dollar launch, I was actually in the process of relaunching my mastermind, but I had so many people on my wait list that I was like, well, can't help all of these in this program. So let me make a different program. And we were already working together there. So you helped me with that. And I actually pushed back the launch, which is not something I would usually do, but actually by doing that, the excitement increased. So people were like, oh, we really need this. And by the time we launched, I think we sold out the pre-order in a week, like a hundred people. And then just the rest of the summer, was bananas. And then in the close phase where almost everyone would give up in the close phase, we got so many people through the door because yeah, objections are buying signals. And that's like, once the objections start rolling in, I start having fun. So. I love that objections are buying signals. Totally. Yeah. Because I think that if someone for sure was not going to buy, they wouldn't even bother letting you know they had an objection. I feel like they would just ignore you or they wouldn't respond or they wouldn't engage. So yeah. I think that buying signals is such a great way to put it. And what I teach my clients about overcoming objections is validate and empower. So let's say you are in a launch and people aren't buying and they're saying, oh, I can't afford it. One way you might address that in your content or even in a DM conversation is, I totally get it. This is a big investment how do you think you're going to feel on the other side of this? Right. Or a lot of times people will say you can't afford not to invest in this. And I totally get that. And I think that we shouldn't be afraid of addressing objections or addressing those buying signals, because again, if someone really didn't want your program, they wouldn't let you know what their objections are. I think sometimes people need permission slips. I had someone who is going to join my mastermind and I spoke to her early this week and she was like, you know, here's my objection. And then she talked herself through it while we were on the sales call. And I was like, this is so easy. And then when she was in my DMs a few days later saying, I'm so nervous, I just repeated back to her what she told herself. And I think it's because people do need that permission slip to just go for it and to let them have what they want, whether that's in business, relationships, health and fitness, mindset, it doesn't matter. I think people just need to feel seen and heard by another human. And I think that launches really have a wonderful kind of collective energy to them as well. Because what I've noticed is, let's say I'm doing something like a challenge or a live stream series, which I would typically do during the educate phase, I will start to notice little friendships popping up in the Facebook group where people who go to the live streams together every day and they connect with each other. And because one of them signed up, now the entire little mini group is signing up because they want to do the program together. So I think also building community, again, is something I mentioned earlier, but it will not only get people to sign up for the program, but it will also get people to keep coming back. I had people who were at my manifestation challenge in January 
they didn't buy a button AF, but they came to the next workshop and then they bought the accelerator and that was four times the investment. Right. But it's because I kept building that community with them that it was really easy for them to decide to work with me because they also built a relationship with me as well as the other people in my audience. Yeah, that's so powerful because especially when you're making an investment that you're not used to making, your environment can be like, hey, I don't believe you. I just got a text this morning from a client of mine. She was like, oh, two months ago, my bookkeeper was like, why are you investing so much in your business in like education? Because, you know, that's really dangerous. And the bookkeeper had actually emailed her this morning telling her like, wow, I take it all back because your numbers are really like really big and much better than all other web shops. And I've seen that a lot, like people don't get supported from their environment. So that's why that engagement is extra important. And there's this saying, I don't know if I remember correctly, but people like come or sign up for the education. They like it for the entertainment, but they stay because of the engagement. And that goes both for the coach or, you know, the business owner and their clients, as well as just all of the clients in the group, for example. And I think a lot of people ask about community building and they want to know how do you build a big Facebook group, for example. My Facebook group has 11,000 members in my other business and it grew super organically, very steadily. And it's a great community because everyone is just engaging, helping each other out. And I always get confused when people ask me about building a community because I'm like, well, you engage with people. You actually talk to people because people on social media are people. They're <laughs> it's social. Not that difficult. That's how I became your client. Like I saw you posting something and then I was like, oh, this course seems really great. And then actually I signed up for your masterminds. I think not even two months later, because I had texted you like, hey, I had a 90K launch because of Launch Baby Launch. And you were like, oh, imagine what we can do if we work together. And now we've been working together for over a year and we're also friends and we like to have a lot of drinks together. <laughs> A lot of drinks. Oh, so good. So I think some launch lessons that we've hit on is definitely having a plan and following that launch life cycle. I think it gives you structure, it gives you support, but I think also it encourages consistency and follow through because I think another lesson I would add that I've definitely learned in the last five years of my business is that business in general, but especially launches is such a mindset game and just being willing to stay in it and it can feel very scary and vulnerable because you're going into this big plan to, you know, release this product out into the world, whether it's a new one or something you've launched a lot before, but you're basically starting at zero, right? And so you have to see the vision and hold the vision, even when there's no data to support that just yet, which I think also goes to what you said about there is more data, there are more you know, key performance indicators other than just the number of sales, and so really just believing that it's possible and staying in that belief, even when it looks like it's not working. Definitely. And also being smart about it. Because for example, for me, my team really protects my mindset. If I would be in our customer service inbox, I wouldn't be bringing this really big energy for my launch. So they really know like we got to let Amy bring that energy. Last time when I wrapped up a launch, I actually went to a really fancy hotel for a few days just by myself because I felt like it. And I was like, oh, you know, the launch isn't going to be that much work. So I'll just do it from there. And I was in such a good space and such good energy and sales just kept rolling in because, you know, that shows. And my team was like, oh, next time any launch we're doing, we're sending you to a fancy hotel because you got to do it from there. So they really protect me so that I can perform at my best and bring the energy and the engagement. And the mindset game is everything. It makes or breaks your launch. Totally. 
I remember I was going through my content bank last week and I found this post where I was talking about a conversation between me and Paul and Paul said, have you ever launched from home? And I said, no, I don't think so. And so he took me to the St. Regis in Bali and he just dropped me off and he's like, have fun, babe. And, you know, that maybe is a little bit different now with COVID. We're launching from home at the moment, but I think it just goes to show that you can have a lot of fun with launches. So I will also definitely be dropping into lots of fancy hotels once travel is allowed again. Oh my God, I can't wait for fancy hotels. I know, I'm <laughs> so excited. Time, yeah, last time I closed my launch, actually not that long ago, I started doing this thing. So whenever I'm driving rallies with my dad, we, before we drive like a race, we tell each other, let's have some fun. So with this launch, every day I was just like, let's have some fun. At the beginning of the day, that was my intention. And we had a lot of fun in our last launch, maybe more fun than ever. And our sales were lower for a really long time than ever before. But I was just like grounded. I was working on my mindset. And I was like, I got this. I know how this works. I'm offering value, value, value. I am being strong and energetic. We're following the process. We're going to hit on objections now and we are going to close. And then that last day, we got like four times as many sales as we had uh, expected for that last day. And it just felt so good because I was like, we did the things and the things worked. It's science. Yeah, definitely. It's science and it's magic, right? It's just believing it's going to happen and letting yourself have the thing. I think also a lesson that we touched on, but maybe didn't verbalize is how powerful it can be to have a purpose for your money or like a purpose or a bigger why for your launch. So for you, it was getting that million dollar house. And it's funny now, cause you're like, what do I buy? What do I buy? So, so annoying. I knew you were going to do this. I'm like, <laughs> champagne just, problems. We had a call about this and I was like, okay, so I want to do a big launch, but I need a purpose for it. Can someone find, help me find a purpose? Definitely. Just buy another house. I was like, do I buy a boat for my parents? <laughs> like, what do I do? <laughs> yeah. I know, like it needs to be something really big. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's such a balance, right? Because eventually it's like that idea of like, what do you buy the girl who has everything? So there definitely needs to be a balance where you don't want to be so reward driven. And also I think it's more so just about making it fun rather than making it actually be about the boat or the house or whatever that might be. I think that it's just like such a beautiful byproduct of showing up for your business and also making it fun. Because I think a lot of times we disconnect in our brains, how our business is serving us. And I think that's where the resentment builds where we're just like, Oh my God, I'm so tired. And I'm so exhausted. I'm always on calls and everyone's so annoying and you know, fuck the customer service inbox and blah, 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 freebie hunters die everyone. And then it's like, no, like your business pays the bills. Your business pays the rent. Your business lets you donate your business lets you buy a house or buy your parents a boat or get a Birkin bag or whatever that might be. So I think it's just something fun to play with of me showing up for my business, me showing up for myself gets me more of what I want, including this house, this bag, this bracelet, whatever that might be. Yeah, true. And it's, it's very, uh, for me, it's always difficult because like on the one hand, we're talking about money and those big targets and be like, Hey, I want to buy a boat for my parents. On the other hand, there's so much you want to do and, and donate and all of these things. And then there's just like the middle where you're like, oh, maybe I can get a housekeeper that is just here all of the time and no one else is doing that. And I think that the big gist of it is that you want to get to a point where your business is serving you instead of the other way around. And 
for me, that really helped like working with you because you're so grounded in all of those things that you've really helped me see like, okay, so you've really worked really hard for your business. Now it's time your business works for you. And I think launches have been pivotal in doing that because they have allowed me to take care of my family, to do all of those things. And I mean, I wouldn't be where I was today without launching. Definitely agree with you. And I'm the same on that. I would not have a multiple seven figure business without launches. Launches you just bring so much income into my business. And I definitely launch a lot less than I used to, but that's because I'm still feeling the benefits of every launch I've ever done because they always add 3,000, 5,000, 6,000 people to my email list or to my Facebook group or to my Instagram account. And then I can nurture those leads, build relationships. And again, even if they didn't buy that first launch, maybe they buy the next one, or maybe they buy in between launches for an evergreen program. So Definitely huge cash injection. It definitely builds MRR. It definitely grows community. And also I have had so many press pieces because of launches and I've been featured in so many places because of it. So it just has totally changed my business. And I think that's why I wanted to talk about it today, especially with you, Miss Million Dollar Launch. <laughs> I'm so happy I got to talk to you about it. I'm really grateful for everything you've taught me. And I love working on optimizing it right now. And I used to be that person just only going for that end goal. And now I'm just having so much fun looking at every, like tweaking and improving. And that is making the difference. And that's also the effort most people don't want to put into it. Most people don't want to buy a course or coaching because they don't see the transformation. But it's like... How, where will you be without it and how much can it get you if you do do that and that's what I get with you working with you every time I think it's just a good reminder though that you're never actually buying the coaching calls or the modules or the slack access or whatever it is you're buying the transformation and also I think the container for that transformation to happen and I think that is something I guess the last lesson we'll leave people with about launches, just really sell that transformation and not, you know, here's how many calls you're, you're going to get. And here's this because nobody actually cares. It's just, do they believe that you can help them get more of what they want? And I think on a fundamental level, that's what business is. That's what sales is helping other people get more of what they want. Yeah. Sometimes I look at people's sales pitches in their stories and they're like, you'll get eight PDFs. And I'm like, no one cares about how many PDFs you're offering. Like no one will even look at them. <laughs> What's the transformation? So. Totally. And I think also just remember that for sales calls as well, because sometimes people will be like, oh, but like, maybe I'll have less coaching calls or maybe I'll take the cheaper option. And it's like, do you want the transformation or do you want the package to look a certain way? Definitely. Amy, thank you for being here. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank you for being my launch queen. Thank you for being my friend. I had a lot of fun today. Uh, I had fun too. Thank you for being my amazing mentor and friend and drinking buddy. And with that, we are out. Cheers, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this episode, you heard Amy and I mention the program Launch Baby Launch. And Launch Baby Launch, or LBL, is my signature launch course that will help you launch and sell out your next course, program, or offer with ease. And LBL is officially coming back this summer, so I want to invite you to get your name on the wait list. I have had people call this program the Rolls Royce of launch programs. I have had, you know, Amy, for example, who took the program and has now had a million dollar launch. These principles are exactly what I teach my clients. It's not that I teach them something different and LBL is a watered down version of it. Launch Baby Launch is a truly 
phenomenal program and it is a system that will give you everything you need to launch your course, your private coaching, your mastermind, your podcast, whatever that might be. And it's coming back this summer. Launch Baby Launch has not been available for two years now. It usually launches once a year, but it was closed last year. So if you wanna be notified and if you want to get a very special and sneaky discount, go ahead and put your name on the waitlist by going to sabrinaphilip.com forward slash waitlist. I promise you this is the best launch program that you can get out there. I know that there's a ton out there. That was not always the case. This is the original launch course for women entrepreneurs, and it is going to give you absolutely everything that you need. So go get your name on the waitlist. I'm so excited to see you in that program. And thanks for joining me.